you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, you're good. That'd be shorts weather in Canada. You sound just like a Canadian. They're built for the regular season. They're a well-oiled machine. I think the 76ers are going to overachieve this year. In my humble opinion, also, if you haven't heard, Jason Tatum 6'10". On wax for the world to know. Oh, man. Honestly, guys. I just don't think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid work together. You sound like a girl who's scared of love. I am a girl who's scared of love. It's theirs to lose. Dallas Mavericks finish with the two seed. You know how high I am on Dallas. Believe it or not, I had the Warriors at three. Ooh, wow. If Clay was playing, absolutely. Top three, top two. Oh, I think we can all agree on that. I think they're a high ceiling, low floor. I went with the Spurs at nine. Ooh. Oh, okay. wow. Wow. Really? Wow. None of us picked the Rockets. I'm going to make a joke because I am a glutton for punishment. You're just a masochist, bro. That shit was bonkers. I'm not going to do what y'all did Alonzo. Yeah, his shot looks great. Lamelo's is puke. I'm so hot. Um, that's why they call him the Marvelous the Chosen, bro. They gave Lowry and DeRozan every opportunity. But it's a new day, gentlemen. Because the bright future suns are finally fucking here. Hey everybody, welcome back to an emergency style podcast for the NBA trade deadline. It is Thursday, March 25th at 4.18pm Eastern Standard Time, the only time that matters, and that's why everything's in our time zone. Uh, I am joined by both Trey Hill and Marcus Wilson. Say hello, guys. Hello. Asaa. Not much, not much. We All of our teams were involved in this crazy, crazy day. It started at uh, 12, let me see, what time did I have written down here? 12, 23, or no, it was 12.26 a.m. Sacramento and Detroit swap point guards and a couple second rounders go to Detroit. So Woj had to stay up like myself. Uh, doesn't go to sleep. I wonder if he got any sleep today. He's been all over his Twitter feeds crazy. What did you guys think of today so far? I mean, I saw the one last night. I didn't think it really started until the McGee one today. But... Yeah. I... Go ahead, Jack. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I thought it was I thought it was really active. I thought there were more there were more total moves than I thought there were going to be maybe, but I was really surprised that Lonzo and Lowry didn't go anywhere. Well, that was the two big shockers for me. Marcus, what did you think of today? I was really surprised about the Lonzo thing, um, as Trey said, especially with um, how he's just developed throughout the span of the year. Um, I was really shocked by that, but um, I thought it was good. It was a lot more active than I expected it to be. It started out, it did start out kind of slow. So at first I was like, okay, yeah, I don't think we're going to do too much. And then it was around what, like the 12, like around like what, 12, 15, 12, 30, where like the floodgates really started to open up. So I'm happy. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, I've been following on ESPN and Twitter on Woj's uh, feed and it, it really kind of had a crazy ending. 
I would say. I think in years past, we thought there would be a crazy ending and nothing really happened. But this time around, like I'm catching up on notes. Like I was like, we'll start at three. No, <laughs> Trey's like, I need to push back to four. I'm like, great. I am slammed right now. <laughs> I knew you were going to be like, when you guys were going to start so quick, I was like, man, don't they remember every year there's like this, that that 15 that minute law. window after that the 15 minutes after the trade deadline closes and they get like the, that last flurry of news because that's the stuff that hasn't gotten leaked anywhere yet and then all of a sudden it's just out there for the world but yeah it's like like um victor oladipo and well, uh that even one, that i think well, they were I'll, in on lowry until the end i think they preferred La- let let's go through let's let's start at the beginning and go through it though before we before we get too sidetracked sure okay so we talked we mentioned the first one and then so how do you guys grade the JaVale McGee goes to Denver for Cleveland sends gets back Isaiah Hartenstein a 2023 second rounder protected through pick 46 and then a 2027 unprotected second rounder Marcus you want to go first oh I give that move a B because the, like I'm not saying that second rounders are worthless, but uh, yeah, I'm not saying second rounders are worthless, but it's better to know have a known quantity than unknown quantity, especially at that late in the draft. You really don't know what you're getting. Now I'm making sure what's on um, what school's name Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah. Okay, I don't know anything about him. Do you guys know anything about him off the top of your head? Nothing. No. Perfect. But what I do know is that JaVale McGee can provide the perimeter defense that uh, Denver desperately desperately craves. So you're able to have a really good post. I mean, not perimeter post, my apologies. You're able to have a really good post defender and keep Jokic on the court at the same time. That's a win-win. And you only give that up for um, two second rounders, essentially. That's how do you not love that move? Yeah, I give it a B plus for the Nuggets. I give it a B for the Cavs. It's I think McGee can play beside Jokic with how good of a playmaker Jokic is. And being that Jokic is so tall and so skilled at passing the ball that I think McGee and him could actually thrive to get playing together. I think Jokic could throw him lobs all day. And I really, I really like the depth signing for them. Uh, I think McGee has shown that he can play in the finals and he's not going to be overwhelmed. I love Bull Bull. I think Bull Bull is the future there in terms of a big, but if the Nuggets want to make a finals run this year and Jokic is playing at an MVP level, you want to have guys that you can depend on. And JaVale McGee is someone who's been there. He's been through it. And I I love the deal for Denver. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right for the depth thing, especially he played with the Lakers last year. So who better to have in your practices if you expect to have to go through the Lakers to get to the championship than somebody who was on the roster last year. It's like a trade we'll get be getting to later with Rajon Rondo. That's what you need to do. You pick up the guys that know the teams that you have to go through. So I give that one a B plus as well for the Nuggets. Uh, TBD for the Cavs. We'll see. Um, Chicago and Orlando next. Trey, your Bulls get Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu. Orlando gets from you Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., a 2021 
top four protected first rounder and a future first rounder? The future first is a 2023 first rounder, okay. and it's also top four protected. Oh, nice, nice. Ooh. Yeah, I mentioned that in the chat that I was more worried about that 2023 future first rounder being protected more than the 2021. So what did you think of that trade? We'll start with you on this one. For the Bulls, I give it a... God, I'm going to sound biased, but I give it an A-. minus. I, If you decide you're going to build around Zach, which is what they've obviously decided to do, adding Vucevic for Wendell Carter, who has shown that he was going, he was going to be a bit of a project to iron out all of the wrinkles he had. I think he's going to be a really good player still. I really liked him. But he's three years away from being able to start in a, a – conference finals type situation and Vucevic he's 30 so obviously it's win now mode for the Bulls I mean you assume that when you trade first round picks but only giving up Wendell Carter because Otto Porter was expiring he wasn't coming back so assuming that you're you're good you're you're giving up middle of middle tier first round picks for a guy, an, a guy to put beside your, another all-star to put beside your all-star. And you manage to get them both picks top four protected, which is what the lottery is now. So if you move up at all in those drafts, you still get to keep your picks, which is what I was mostly worried about. For the Magic, I give it an A. They got a center to replace the one who I think will develop into a good player but is, isn't quite there yet, so he, he'll help them still be able to tank this year. I think the Bulls' picks are going to be the late teens, early 20s, because I think they will be successful. I think the management has shown with their other stuff today they know what they're doing. But if you're going to blow it up, getting two first-round picks and a top-seven pick just a couple of years ago at his position, it, you can do a lot worse. So, I mean, I give it an A for the Magic and A- minus for the Bulls. Marcus, what about you? What did you think of the oh, trade? I give it – I want to give it a B plus. I, it's on the fringe between like a B – it's a, it's an 89. I'll give it a 90. I'll give it an A. Um, Vucevic's contract actually decreases, by the way. Like he that, makes – which I, I, I didn't realize until the Bulls traded for him, but, like, I don't remember exactly what it is, but, like, say he makes $26 million this year, it's, like, 24 next year and 22 the oh. year after. That's beautiful. How many, how many years is he on? Does he have left on his contract? Two more after this. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, that's definitely an A, then. Yeah, well, he like, had an excellent contract. Yeah, yeah, he had an excellent contract. You give up, what, a first-rounder, a, mid a, mid, a mid-tier first-rounder per year of Vucevic? That's a – like, there's no way you don't like that trade. And you also got another defender who also has playoff experience in Al-Faruq Aminu. I'm, I'm not as excited about Aminu. I don't think he'll play for the Bulls a whole lot. But it's a body. It is a body. It's a body that knows what they're doing. And I feel like this year I – mean, I know COVID is on the downswing with the vaccines and everything. But if, if this year has shown us anything, it never hurts to have an extra couple bodies. But yeah, I like what do you think, Sean? I, I agree with Marcus. Uh, it's a great trade for both sides. 
they do exactly what they need to do. This is one of those ones that everybody leaves happy in this trade. Right. Uh, Aminu leaves happy as well because he gets out of Orlando where he just kind of outaged the roster, <laughs> if you will. And they're, they kind of push back and get a center for their actual timeline for that, for that team. And Chicago, you were hoping they would go into the lottery and that's not happening this year. It's like playoffs. <laughs> no, <bust>. but I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy with this. Also, I didn't, I didn't expect them to be, to get Vucevic. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like, I like his fit. I like, again, I like with the other moves that he made, he, sh- they show, they know what they're doing. They have a plan in place, which is more than I could have said for the last few years. Yeah, it's like back in the eight, late 80s um, with Chicago, what they were doing to center around Jordan. I'm not saying Levine's Jordan, but that's the style. That's what they're doing. They're putting the roster around him. So All I'm saying I, is, have you, ever, have you ever seen uh Michael Jordan and Zach Levine in the same building together? <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that. What was the next trend? <laughs> Uh, next next up was uh, just before lunchtime, we had Boston getting Evan Fournier from Orlando, and they gave up two second rounders. What did you guys, Marcus, what did you think about this trade? Mm. Well, Evan, Evan Fournier is just more than just a body. I mean, he does face the floor. I mean... He he can it's stand good, in the corner. It's a he can stand in the he can literally stand in the corner. He can just be a worse version of Jalen Brown, I guess. <laughs> if you want to be honest, um, I see why they did it because like for to get him for so low, I'm not gonna say that's ever a bad deal to get um a player like Calendar for two second round picks for me to for me to rag on that would be completely um that would be overkill. But that doesn't change what they like. Now that I think, now that I see it, if they were able to trade for like Rondo, that would have been the best move I think they could have done to get Rondo back in there, just to have a, a pure um, point guard in there, someone who can actually space the floor for them because that's what they really need. That's what they're missing, and Evan Fournier does not fix that for them. Hmm. Trey, what do you think? I'm on the opposite spectrum for Fournier. I think he's, I think he's a lot of what Boston needs, especially with Smart coming back. You've got you've got Kimba and Smart. I don't. I think if you added Rondo, Rondo's already washed. I think I don't. I would much rather have Fournier. He's a six foot seven wing, who he shoots fifty two percent from the corners. He shoots thirty eight percent from the non corners. Like he, he's he's a legit three point sniper. So all those bench minutes where the Celtics just drown he'll be able to come in and keep them afloat. I don't I don't think it's a game changer for them, but I think it's I think it's a significant upgrade for them because right now they've been throwing out basically anyone any anybody that they can get out there and it replacing that with somebody who scores at the efficiency that Fournier can. I think that's I think that's a big deal for Boston. I give it I gave it like I gave it a B for Boston and then like a I don't know, like a C for Orlando. 
you know, they got off, the, they got rid of him. They get to be worse, but they only got two seconds. It's not a lot of value. He, he's a guy who puts up 20 points a game. And like I said, he shoots 40% from three. So I feel like this was just a, a neutral move for them, but I liked it for Boston. Yeah, you bring up a good point, Trey. What do you guys think of his defense? Do you think he plays well defensively to make it a better trade for Boston? I think he plays good enough. I like – I don't expect – like, he's not the type of person that you put – that you're going to put him on, like, the best perimeter player on, like, on your backcourt. But, like, he'll do all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if he's on the court, you're going to have – you can probably have smart on the court with him or Brown or like, Um, yeah, he's going to be guarding the, the worst or second worst perimeter player on the, on the team. And with his size, he's average, he's good enough that he's not going to take away from them. Yeah. Like is where where I'm at with it. He's not a plus defender, but he's not like, he's not like a big minus. He probably scores enough to make it neutral. Mitigate. Yeah. That's a perfect way. Yeah, he scores on he scores enough and for his defense to be as bad as it is. Oh, definitely. He's he's definitely yeah. a, a positive play a, a net positive player. Yeah. Yeah. So he he'd probably be a good six man on that team coming off the bench, igniting the second unit. Yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely what he was brought in for. Yeah. Caleb Caleb went through the moon when they got him. He was Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> we, me and me and him had this discussion, and I brought it up. I almost think Fournier helps them more this year than Aaron Gordon. Hmm. Because what they they they've had they've had problems just having knockdown shooters for Tice and or not for Tice for Tatum and Brown to pass to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Fournier is a knockdown shooter. Yeah, that you're, that's exactly right. That okay. You're exactly right. He can, like we said, we can, we laughed at him standing in the corner, but that's like all he has to do is stand in the corner, in the corner. and play competent defense. <laughs> like they missed, they lost to the Bucks last night. Uh, Caleb went back and rewatched it, and he said in the last minute, Tatum got uh, two different guys open corner threes, and they bricked them both, Oof. and they lost by two. Oof. So I mean. I, I liked the Fournier pickup. I, I I agree with Marcus. I feel like if they could get a, a legit point guard, that that would be the best thing for them. Or, but I don't think that I I liked this pickup for them. All right. Well, speaking of Evan Fournier's ex teammate Aaron Gordon, about an hour later he was traded to Denver, and Denver also picked up. Gary Clark from Orlando, and they sent back Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a 2025 protected first rounder. What was what's the protection on the first rounder? I didn't see anything about that one. It'll probably convey though. I expect yeah. it to be good. Yeah, it'll probably be like top. It'll probably it could be like a rolling one too, where it's like okay. protected for like ten for like the lottery protected and one year and then the next year it rolls down and rolls down and rolls down. All right. You you can you want to go first on this one, Sean? Yeah. Um I like this trade a lot for Denver. I think Aaron Gordon is the type of player that you need to pick up to cut with to down the wing. Like all he has to do is cut to the basket and catch passes from Gummy Bear and 
and dunk. <laughs> I think this is probably the best situation you could think of for Aaron Gordon. Um, they had to give up RJ Hampton, but you can draft later, like the first rounder so far down the road that it's not really anything to worry, but I love this trade for Denver. Yeah. It's an A yeah. for Denver for me. Marcus? Orlando, I feel like they could have, oh. when he, when he requested, when Gordon requested the trade, you knew they weren't going to get back quite as much, but that's what happens when you hold on to a guy for four straight trade deadlines. <laughs> yeah, I think you've mentioned something about that before, Marcus. Yeah, and I'm like, wow. And I'm like, wow, if only you traded him, like, I don't know, like three seasons ago, maybe you could have gotten like a really good package for him. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that, that's like literally like having a toy that you have broken down. That's like That's like trying to give someone, that's like having a PlayStation 4 when it first comes out. And then try to sell four years later and be like, wow, that's crazy. Cause like four years ago, they wanted they were, people were offering me like $300 for it. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't hate the return given how low oh, no. his value had went. I like, I like RJ Hampton. I like Gary I, Harris. I like Gary Harris. I think those are our pieces that can, they're not going to win you too many games, but if you get good talented players around them, they can, if you get the players to accentuate their abilities, then they're, they can be quality role players. And it's crazy, though, because, like, think about players that are held too long. Think about how good Gary Harris was, like, what, two just two seasons ago? Three seasons ago? Well, he had a good year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, he'll, he'll be a stable enough locker room we can teach the young guys. R.J. Hampton's, you know, he was a top recruit, like, two years ago. <laughs> right, so. yeah. Like, he's definitely somebody that, that could pop. And I, I felt like during the day, it seemed like there was this – Aaron Gordon was the big prize. Like the Celtics were after him. The Nuggets were after him. Portland was after him. And there was just like – Fournier got traded. The news dropped that Fournier was getting traded. And then there was like this dead 45 minutes. And then when the Gordon news hit, there was just like a floodgate. Yeah. It, it got – like it got intense there. And that kind of – I think this that's the one that kind of opened the faucet as you guys were talking about, like Marcus, you mentioned it starting around like two ish. I think looking at my sheet here with the timeline, that's kind of the trade that kept everybody going until two o'clock. Cause it was, yeah. it got, it got it rolling. There was like, right now there was four more after it. And then two o'clock, you're right. It started up again. So the next trade you had mentioned it earlier, Trey about Chicago and you liked what they did with what they ended up doing later. And that later is Chicago and Washington did a trade where Chicago got Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner and sent Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchison to Washington. And then at 3.30, it was reported that they had actually got, for Mo Wagner, they just flipped him for Daniel Tice with Boston. So we'll talk about both of those combined. What did you think about that? You could say what you thought at first and then what you thought at 3.30. I, I, so when it came out that the Bulls traded Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson for Troy Brown and uh, Mo, Wagner, Mo Wagner, however you say it, it's, uh, yeah. I like the deal then. I like it even better that they were able to get Tice out of it. Mm-hmm. Troy Brown Jr., he was like the – in that three and D role and his minutes diminished when Denny got drafted. 
So I think he's got a chance, like a change of scenery. I think that'll be good for him if he can get some minutes. I think he might develop. He's still really young. And then Tice is older, but uh, I love him in Boston. I think he's a great stretch big. I I think he's a great player. And apparently it looks like Boston is going to try and clear out some cap room potentially um, coming up in the next offseason. So if that's the case, I guess that's why they got rid of Tice. And I'm glad that the Bulls were able to swoop in and get that asset for what I feel like is a very discounted value. Mm-hmm. Marcus, what about you? I like it. Um, I think the only person, the only center that I've really seen, like I really give like Daniel Tice a super hard, hard time is like Joel Embiid mm-hmm. in this season. Like other than that, like the man is serviceable. Like he gets in there, he puts up his points and he plays relatively good defense. Um, and thinking about it and just, like, looking at the aspect, like, especially the fact that you all regulate him to be your, I would, I assume, to be your center off the bench after Vucevic, that just really just deepens your depth chart for the, for the offseason, for the postseason, not the offseason. So I like the move. Mm-hmm. I, I just, just, as you guys were talking, I was thinking, what does this do for marketing? I think it's marketing insurance. Okay. Yeah. And I think they were trying, like, I think they wanted to move Markin in for, for Lonzo. But I also, I don't expect them to keep him because I think with Vucevic getting brought in and Otto Porter not uh, coming off the books, the cap situation isn't as rosy in Chicago as they thought it was going to be. So I, I almost expect them to let marketing go and use that room to try and sign Lonzo in the offseason. He's a restricted, but, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So they get some draft picks. I guess the market for marketing wasn't there this draft, so they're basically we'll get whatever. Like we're not going to match. Somebody's going to sign him. We won't match it, and we'll get some picks. Right? Do they get picks for that? Yeah, for restricted free agent. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I it it all depends on how much they sign him for. So like the more money they sign him for or something, the better the picks right. are. So after after this trade, what what happened after that? After this trade, we had Sacramento and Miami getting together, and Sacramento got Maurice Harkless and Chris Silva from Miami, and they traded. I'm gonna let you take this name, uh, Marcus. I can't I, say the first, but um, but by Alicia, by Alicia. Okay, okay, yeah, and. We're going to save talking about that trade. We'll come back to that when we get to the depot trade, because I think it, you had mentioned, Marcus, that it works well with the depot trade. So we'll save that one. So then the next trade after that, like six minutes later, Philly, OKC, and the Knicks trade make a three-teamer. Philly gets George Hill and Ignas Brostakis for and OKC gets Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers, a 2025 second rounder and a 2026 second rounder and the Knicks get Terrence Ferguson. So Marcus, what did you think about this trade when it came out? I out of all the trades, I probably have the least amount of feelings on this one cuz um this one it's just you're just like sh- shuffling just rotation at that point. So good job guys. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, what did you think about this one? It was good for the Knicks to get Terrence Ferguson out of Austin Rivers because he would 
basically been sent home. Like, I think he was actually with the team. He might play a little bit. But, like, he'd just been benched, and they weren't giving him minutes. So, to get something out of nothing was nice for the Knicks. Um, What I really thought when I saw it was the 76ers getting George Hill, that means they're probably out on Kyle Lowry. Mm -hmm. And that's what I took away when I saw this trade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and but it, and I like George Hill. I think he's a good. I think he's a good addition to the 76ers. I think he's, I think he can help them in the playoffs. But yeah, it's just it was fun. Yeah, you're exactly right. When you mentioned that, you thought when you saw it, you thought that they were basically out on Lowry. And I, looking back, I think that's around the time that I started reading uh, pieces that seeing headlines that basically said the Raptors were asking a whole lot for Lowry more than the Sixers were comfortable with giving up and basically trying to pit teams against each other. So that makes I mean, sense to get George Hill. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he is a, he is an NBA champion. He is. Yeah, he right. is, you know, six time all-star, you know, all the good stuff. First team yeah. flopper. Um, Third greatest flopper of all time, only <laughs> behind Marcus Martin, and LeBron James. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of Lowry, his team was active. My team, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, a minute later, it was reported that Toronto, uh, like I Woj, I don't know how he's doing it all. Like his his thumbs must be like done <laughs> now. All the, all the um, today, yeah, he's yeah. like his tweets were like minutes apart. Like it was ridiculous. Toronto gets Gary Trent Jr. twenty three years after trading for his father, Gary Trent. <laughs> <laughs> and Rodney Hood, and they had to give up Norman Powell. Sad to see Norman Powell go, but the return is not too bad, in my opinion. Uh, both Duke players, you know, I love it that way. Um, both Duke players. <laughs> were you? Were you? Did you want the Raptors to re-sign Powell to a big money deal this offseason if you didn't trade him? Oh, that that's the rub. I, he was going to, I think he was going to ask for too much. I like Norman Powell. I think he's an excellent player, but I think I'm not sure it's consistent. I need to see it consistently over years to justify those types of signings. Well, what, then, kind of, what kind of signing, what kind of signing do you think he was going to get? Because let's say, let's say he were offered to like a four year, 80 million. Do you think that's too much for him? I guess in the context of the new money, like how where salaries are not, that's not terrible. But I could see a team jumping in and trying to sign them for like trying to outbid. Like somebody might get crazy. So I I really liked the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Portland was obviously out. Like this was this was their uh, backup plan. I feel like if they didn't get Aaron Gordon, mm-hmm. and I. Aaron Gordon would have been much more effective there. I, I think Powell helps them, but not nearly as much as Gordon would have. I don't think he's nearly the defender Gordon is. And backcourt scoring isn't necessarily what Portland's lacking. Right. Like, it's good to add more firepower. I think it was a good trade for them. I like Gary Trent Jr., but eh. – Well, actually, I, I, like I think defensively – looking at defensively, this is a really good pickup. Norman Powell is a much better defender than people think. He's got really active hands and he likes to like intercept passes to go out on the break. So I think you could play him at the three, couldn't you? 
Like if you could, what, if you went CJ Dame and him at the three, he could play the three. Yeah. Okay. That, like that's that, what I was. And that's like, like, like he's six four. Like it's stretching it to play the. But he, he's got two, two he's guards two under six play, feet. Right. <laughs> he's a, but. But and that's why I thought Aaron Gordon would have been a much better fit. Like, oh, obviously, Powell yeah. is a two who can play the three. But he's not a three. But Gordon's a three who can play the four. The four. Yeah, um, you're exact. You're right. I think this. Is, you're exactly right. This is the backup plan, and I think it's a really good backup plan <laughs> for oh, what yeah, they no. gave up. Trent and Hood. They would have probably had to thrown in picks for Gordon. Oh, absolutely. There's no way. There, there's no way you're. There's no way you were doing that um, trade straight up to get um, Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Like, and then next up, an hour and a half later, Toronto traded Matt Thomas to Utah for a second rounder, which is Golden State's this year. Marcus, what did you think about that when you saw that? I mean, that's more shooters. They, got, <laughs> <laughs> they literally got Utah has has straight people all day. They can shoot and they can play defense, and they're like, "That's what we do. We're sticking to it." It's like it's honestly like a more complete version of Houston, if you want to be technical, if you really want to be honest about it. It's like D'Antoni's system really perfected. Um, I like the move. I mean, to I'm get um, yeah, I'm fine with it. But yeah, I mean, it's just you didn't give up much to get a shooter, so we love yeah. that. Yeah, and it's the second rounder from Golden State, so it's. I mean, I should, be fine. I, should, like, I should ask how you feel about Matt Thomas losing. Like, were you high? Were you super high on him? I I love the situation that he's going to. Um, you're exactly right. Another mouth to feed at the at the corner. Basically, That's he fine. can sit at the corner, or they can run picks for him, and Donovan Mitchell can pass it out to him. Mike Conley can pass it to him. It's it, he'll get run much more run than he was gained in Toronto, so. It's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> Next up, we had the Clippers and the Hawks trading um, veterans. The Clippers picking up Rajon Rondo, who won a championship last year with their crosstown rivals or arena rivals, and they gave up Lou Williams, two future second rounders, and cash to Atlanta Hawks. Trey, what did you think about this deal? I liked it. I thought Rondo made a lot more like, made sense there in the off season. I was surprised when he went to the Hawks. Patrick Beverly's not the defender that he once was, and neither is Rondo. Don't get me wrong, but I, Lou Williams was giving that team nothing, especially without uh, Montrez there for the pick and roll lob threat, and to be able to turn nothing into something. And I think Rondo is a something you saw that in the playoffs last year with the Lakers. Playoff Rondo is a real thing. I I liked it for the Clippers. Um, for the Hawks, you get to bring Lou Williams home. I think Trey Young and Lou Williams' backcourt is the worst defensive backcourt in history. <laughs> but I I didn't I liked it for both teams. I thought it. I think it's something that it good vibes for both teams kind of thing. Goodbye. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think it changes a whole lot, but I think it I think it just the vibes in the in each organization will be better because they have better people for the roles. That's fair. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal thing is I'm like I'm like they they really think they're slick, 
since Lou Williams left the bubble, they're really going to send this man to Atlanta. <laughs> they are not. They are not slick at all. I'm fucking on to them. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. But like I said, um, Patrick Beverly always just looks like um. There's the, there's this, there was this joke going on that like he just looks like a disgruntled mechanic every time you see him. Like no matter what, <laughs> no matter what job it is, it's always going to run you three fifty. So, which perfectly fits into like I'm not saying he's a very He's a very hands-on defender, but just because you're a hands-on defender does not make you a good defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially with what how the Clippers are currently set up, you need someone, you need a maestro, you need someone to orchestrate everything for the, for the team. So the fact that you actually have a pure point guard, someone who literally has one with your rivals down the lane, you know, someone who literally is uh, the dog in the enigma that Rondo is, I mean, that can only help your team. Trey is right though. I didn't even. I don't even want to think about a backcourt with Trey Young and Louisville on the back. That literally causes me anxiety. Uh, they better score every basket they they throw up. They're gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna have to. And then need Trey Young not to take dumb contested, dumb shots, dumb three point shots. Uh, the first year to the second year. Those are that's yeah yeah. Anyways, uh, I. Rondo is basically Kawhi's Kyle Lowry. That's that's how I look at it. He's the voice for Kawhi to tell everybody to just do their job. <laughs> so I think it's a good pickup that way for the Clippers. And you had to give up a bunch of stuff. I love when cash gets sent. That's always hilarious. Like how useless were you? How useless were you a player? We had to give five hundred thousand dollars to make this trade happen. By the way, <laughs> not saying and, you suck. and draft picks and draft picks. Not saying you suck, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, lost, lost cost. Uh, next up, Toronto got a future second rounder by getting rid of Terrence Davis to Sacramento. Um, I don't really have any thoughts. Did you guys have any thoughts on this mm. one? I believe uh, Jalen and Jacoby say keep it moving. Yeah. We keep it moving. <laughs> moving. Yeah. So, yeah, before – yeah, when we get to the other trades, I'll just t- take this opportunity to just talk about Kyle Lowry not being traded. Like, Woj said that they couldn't find a package that compelled them to trade Kyle Lowry, and I, I think he earned the right to stay and leave on his own terms. Oh, I, yeah. It's not, it's not like yeah. the man was a negative. No, no, I, yeah. I think it's fine because you had asked me in the chat if I would be angry and it's not really uh, like I just, you know, Lowry gets to do what he needs to do. We did some other moves that got stuff, so it's fine. No, because like I, what was it? it was It was a game yesterday where Drake FaceTimed him, right? And I was like, yo, yo, like, yo this man is legitimately like a Canadian legend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, he it's fine. He's gonna go out a hero. They actually talk about a statue for him. The fans do a lot. <laughs> Honestly, would you be mad if Kyle Lowry got a statue before Vince Carter got a statue? No, Kyle Lowry won us a championship, and he didn't. And he, and he didn't leave you guys for a stupid graduation. It's not even just that. I don't. I actually don't care about that. It's a you know he won a championship. If Vince Carter wanted to win us a championship, he could have, he would have definitely had a statue like the year after it happened. <laughs> so, but yeah, so moving on, we've got probably one of the 
the trade deadline had passed, and I would say one of the bombshells everybody was waiting for. Miami gets their boy Victor Oladipo, and they gave up Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a 2022 first round draft swap. Marcus, how happy are you? That shit was highway robbery, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those straight, like, and I get that Old Depot has kind of been a knucklehead. I don't want to, we're going to use the term knuckleheads very loosely. Um, In, in Houston and the rest of his days in Oklahoma, um, in Indiana, when he was asking other people, hey, do you want to play with me? So I'm not saying that he sabotaged his, uh, actually, yeah, honestly, you could say, you could honestly say that he sabotaged um how much he's worth. But um, but if the price is Kelly Olynyk, a draft swap, and what Avery Badley, I'm fine with that. Like yeah, I don't I, know how I can. I have to give that move an A. There's no way I can't give that move an A. Yeah, it's and gotta it, be an A. It has to. Yeah, be. yeah. and it, and it, and it's really good because it means you could really regulate Goran to more of a. I know Goran's on the bench, but have him play a lot less minutes, and you could use um Vic as your primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, because, how excited are you guys for him to be super jacked? Oh, he's gonna be so fucking swole, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, have you not seen? Have you not seen what we do to Alonzo Morning Shaquille O'Neal and skinny people like Tower Hero? Oh, that kid is gonna be. Oh man, he's gonna be yoked. <laughs> uh, but no, we'll I just, see. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think the move really fits. You um, managed to uh, turn to. I like. I liked Chris Silva as a young player. I wasn't really too keen on us getting more Harkless. I just felt like he was kind of redundant for what we had. Um, but the fact that you're able to turn those into by Alicia, by Alicia, who, you know, is arguably is just a replacement for Kelly Olenek, who does roughly the same things as him. And you manage to turn all those other nothings into something. And you don't give up, a, and you really don't give up a first round pick. All you do is give up a swap. Mm-hmm. So not to love. Yeah. I think this shows just how low the market was on Olin Depot. Yeah. And like Marcus said, he he did some of that himself. Everyone knew he wanted to get to Miami, and now he's there. I'm – fuck you, Marcus. Fuck Miami. Like (laughs) – But it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, and then apparently we're all supposed to be getting um, LMA. Oh, you can have him. That motherfucker's worthless. Yeah, no. He's good off but, the bench to spell Bam. Yeah, yeah. We 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 just want him um, showing Bam how to make um, jump hooks. Yeah. <laughs> Allow me to say what I just said again. That motherfucker's I, worthless, and I love <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge. I wish the Bulls would have kept him, but he's a defensive liability. Like he can't, he can't stay in front of a piece of paper at this point. But that's fine, especially with the team that he's had. Like, if you're not going to stay – if you're a bad defender, the best place for you to be is really Miami because at least you can be get hidden on the defensive schemes. Right, but a, a, a bad defensive big who's not a great rebounder and isn't shooting very – like, he, that's one of those – like, I think he's going to get added and everybody's going to be excited about it, and then he's going to get there and they're going to realize, oh, this motherfucker can't play. Oh, just like – oh, I how I feel about Blake Griffin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's way more washed than Blake Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I would take. I, I think Blake Griffin is tw- has twice as much left in the tank as as LMA. 
Jesus. And I thought, yeah, like, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but. But it's exciting for you and I'm excited for you. And I'm excited for Depot too. Uh, I thought he's, he's been traded around a lot. He, I. He literally gets passed around like a bad blunt tray. So who can fault him for wanting to go somewhere? Like, like we give him shit because he was like, "Hey, if I if I want to come there, are you guys good with me being there?" Like, who blames him for wanting to go somewhere that he's wanted? Yeah, like, that. like I don't I don't blame him. So like for me, this was just the the icing, the cherry on the on the cupcake type shit. Yeah. What is it? Cherry on a Sunday. Yeah. Getting to see getting to see Depot get to the heat. Because you know he was going there in the offseason anyway, so you might as well fucking get it done now. Yeah. Probably like AD. It's like it's like if you if you know this person's gonna want this thing, at least you can just put yourself in a position uh for life without them. Granted, I do think you could have got a little bit more than you know Kelly O'Linick, um, Avery Bradley in a swap, but I mean the room the word was the market was a second exactly. round pick Jesus. and that was were you even getting that from i mean a swap's not not even like the swap probably won't happen so but at this point i i think i would have rather just sent him to miami and gotten the goodwill in the league of look see we will take care of our players a little bit because mm-hmm. right now everyone's looking at Houston like it's the most toxic play like it's the how the Clippers were with Sterling yeah so if nothing else I think this gets uh the Houston Rockets some good PR points in the league yeah and then and then are we missing any other um and then we have the um Mavericks move correct they got JJ Reddick yes they're the the tail end yeah the Mavericks got JJ Reddick and Nicolo Melli and they gave up to New Orleans, James Johnson, Wes Wundu, and a second rounder from this Ooh. year. That's – they really miss Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or Seth Curry. I think yeah, I said Seth. Seth Curry's – Seth They really Curry, miss yeah. Seth Curry. Yeah. 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 I, and I, I've watched a little bit of Dallas this year. I mean, more than a little bit, but – I like adding JJ to the team, but I really they really need somebody else that they can put the ball in the hands of other than Luca. And yeah, JJ like, will like he'll do all that stuff off ball, which it's like what maybe 75% as effective as having the ball in someone else's hands when you can when you can run all those actions on one side of the court. Mm-hmm. JJ, like that at least helps give Luca a window, but I was hoping that they would be able to find a playmaker. And I, I really like JJ. I think it's a good addition. I just thought they needed a playmaker also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot too. I, I love JJ Reddick going to them. You're exactly right. It's them missing um, Seth Curry and his shooting. So I think that's a great way to cap off the day. That's a good trade. Get JJ out of uh, New Orleans. The word on the street was he was going to get um, bought out potentially and sign with the Nets. <laughs> but I think Dallas is fine too for him as well. Did you guys have any other thoughts on the day? Um, 
No, not really. I just, um, yeah, no, not really. Mm -hmm. So do you guys think the Bulls are going to be contenders now? You absolutely, you better fucking believe it. Yeah, like the Raptors are, are gone for like, though, I don't know why we play for like 10, but so we're no competition anymore in the East. Oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mean really this year, even. I don't, I don't think the Bulls. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, the the Bulls have, I feel like today was the biggest day for the Bulls because they're they're the one team that, that shifted from, from what they are to what they, or what they weren't, or what they used to be to what they are. The Raptors were almost there because if they would have moved Lowry, that would have been a, a big move. But the Bulls clearly went from we're rebuilding to this is our team. This is what we're rolling with. We're trying to contend now. The, mm-hmm. And the other, I think they're the only team that really tried to make that move today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like they, they built for the future. And especially when you talk about Vucevic's contract and gain on the timelines of the current players, Zach Levine maximizing his opportunities and his abilities. I think if they can get Lonzo in the off season, then yeah, we're Chicago's back, baby. Like, yeah, and that I think that was the key. They were, I think they also wanted to get Lonzo for Laurie, and they weren't mm-hmm. for Markinen, and they weren't able to do it. But they're on the right path, and I. I I've been a pessimist for a long time, as you guys know. I, I, You're a pessimist? No fucking way. Well, about the Bulls. But I think I think they're on the right path. I've, I've been saying that I trust in AK, and I, I, I continue to do that. I think he – fleeced is a strong word, but I think getting – being able to flip Gafford and Hutchinson into – it looks like – so they'll get Troy Brown, Daniel Tice, Javante Green from the Celtics also, but they also get 1.3 million from the Celtics, which is just a nice little sweetener too. I I just I think they you need you need guys like Troy Brown and and Tice for the depth and I think he's filling out the team the way it needs to. So I am I am all in on the Bulls. Yeah. Happy days for you guys, both of you guys. Oh, Miami gets the guard that they needed, and Chicago builds for the future. All right, so real quick before we go, Duncan Robinson was on the table for Lowry. Yes, sir. Would yes, you sir. would you have would you have done that trade? Me? I'm asking Sean. I'm asking Sean, not Marcus. Yeah, yeah. I know you would have Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because that, that's really where you're at, Sean. Like, as a Toronto, like, because yeah. you said good day for us. But do, if you wouldn't want Duncan Robinson, I feel like it's a good day for Raptors fans. But I would have wanted Duncan Robinson. If I'm a Raptors Duncan fan, Robinson, basically, you're upgrading Matt Thomas to like a taller, better version <laughs> that can actually play. Right. And, <laughs> and you would have had to run. pay him. Yeah. Yeah. But, but his contract would have been not too bad. Right, I if it was me, I I would have traded Lowry to the Heat. I think for for Duncan Robinson, but yeah. he won you a title. He won you a title, and in the in the clinching game, he came out, whipped his fucking dick out, and just cemented it in the first quarter. 
And yeah. I don't know how many non-Raptors fans remember that, but I do. I will remember that until the day I die. Hmm. Kyle yeah. Lowry just came out and said, this title is fucking mine, and he took it. And it was, well, oh. My man said, though, there's only one man that scares me, and he's in L.A. <laughs> well, you got anything I, sean no i think that's a great place to end i'm very happy for you and the other bulls fans it's great to see good things come back to chicago you've got a great great front office now and a good coach to help lead them and miami's doing miami things you know getting depot for nothing um he's gonna get so jacked like when he left um got traded from OKC to Indianapolis and everybody was like, he just like spent the summer in, in the gym sleeping and eating there. So he, he's going to get to do that again and be in South beach, not Indiana. And there's no way. And there's no way you can't tell me that Jimmy Butler is not going to work one to the victory over people. Yeah. Yeah. So, good days ahead. Looking forward to it. Hope you enjoyed the trade deadline. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. You're, you mean you mean reclaim? <laughs> yep. Trey, I'm a smoker. You can use. You can, you can tell me what it is. I know what that is. I know what that is. I'm hip. I'm cool. What the fuck? All right. All right. I'm recording now, so I've got the list out in front of me. For that, I've got them marked off. We are good to go. You guys ready? Let me grab the water. I didn't fucking do that. Let me start up my game of 2K. Alright. Let's go. Now I'm ready. Hey, Trey, do the intro. I had to do it yesterday with Eugene and... Oh, fuck that shit. That's so so fucking mad. Like... On the uncut, right before we do the intro, I rant to him for like two minutes about how annoyed I am that I have to do the intro. <laughs> Yo, you want me to do it? I can do the intro this time. It's, it's Sean's. A- we already gave it away. You don't get to just okay. come, come and go. Bro, I'm trying to do I was all ready and everything. Jeez, like about to go and Marcus is like, hey, Dre, want to do the intro? <laughs> all right, give Sean a second. Let him compose himself. Breathe, motherfucker, breathe. <laughs>